We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined on this, what is today, Saturday, June 19th, by Ryan Belangi to talk about Sunday's two game Euro slate. Ryan, all the days just seem the same at this point, but um, we're actually moving into the last kind of match week, as they're calling it, at least in the UEFA game, but essentially the third game for all of these teams starting tomorrow, um, which is only a two gamer. So we're going to start having to talk about things like if they have a shot at advancing or if they're already dead and what happens with that. Um, we just before we came on Spain actually just took a lead, which is uh, weird because uh, they actually like tried to score, uh, which is interesting. <laughs> so uh, Koke was not involved. So I basically didn't care about that, but um, I guess I have Chesney, so I might be heading, uh, heading into trouble at this point. Yeah. I had Chesney too. Um, not not great. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, first two-game slate, and uh, the first slate that doesn't have staggered start times. Bo- That's both right. games start at the same time. Um, so, you know, you just get, get our lineups in, and, and then we're done. Um, so a little different tomorrow. Um, two-game slates, I guess, a little different than three-game slates, but yeah, I don't know. This is, this is an interesting one, too. And uh, we, we spoke just just before we started the podcast about some of the prices and maybe some players being mispriced, but yeah, um, let's get into it. Yeah. So um, the, the uh, D the DraftKings GPP mush continues. We've got a 50 K GPP tomorrow. Um, my guess is that Sunday slates tend not to do well. And tomorrow's a Sunday slate. Um, the bummer is that this one starts later than all of the slates that we've had so far, except that first showdown. And there's simultaneous games, uh, which is kind of like what we always expected. I will say um, Matt Bernbach in our Discord said that holidays tend to be not DFS heavy ones. And so tomorrow is Father's Day in the States here. I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's Father's Day here in the States. And so I think uh, I guess that's reason enough for people not to play DFS, which part of me thinks it's every reason to play even more. But anyway, um, so we have these two games. Yeah. So Italy favored against Wales, Switzerland favored against Turkey. Um, Italy is already through to the next round. Uh, they just need a draw to finish at the top of the group. 
um, Switzerland, I just had it up here, can finish in the top two if they win and Italy wins. Um, but they'll be eliminated if they lose. So like Switzerland has every reason to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Wales will be in the top two if they draw or if Switzerland loses. And then uh, Turkey can't finish in the top two and have to beat Switzerland just to finish third. Third at least gives them a chance to advance. Uh, there are four uh, third seeds that, that can advance, but it seems unlikely that it's coming out of this group. So you mentioned something about the pricing before. The DraftKings pricing seems to have been made with the, the expectation that Turkey is favored, uh, which they are very much not. Not only that, they've looked awful in this tournament. And so uh, we could also see some Italy rotation because uh, they are already through. And I don't think, uh, you know, they, they'll top the group if they draw or if they win. And so uh, the rotation is possible. And I mean, they have very good players they can rotate in anyway. Those players are also cheap. So we're getting into this territory where uh, you might be able to play everyone that you want to play. And that makes that makes cash games easier to build, but then you pretty much have to be right uh, because if, if you make a mistake somewhere, then you're probably dead with everyone else. Uh, and in tournaments, it seems like we're, we're going in this, you'll, you'll be pushed in a certain path and you're going to have to figure out a way to differentiate to, to get that unique lineup. So where are we going here? <laughs> yeah. Um, great breakdown. Um, the one thing, or let's Switzerland, I'm just looking at the odds right now. Switzerland minus 143, Italy minus 183. Um, I don't know. Just for me, I guess I expected a little bit uh, bigger disparity in those odds. Um, Maybe not, though. And also the Switzerland-Turkey game has a higher total than the Italy game, Um, sort of considerably, 2.75, 2.25. Kind of makes, you know, you you mentioned about Italy rotating, um, that maybe maybe that indicates that they are. I don't know. But I, I just, yeah, thought it was worth pointing out that the the odds are a little closer than you might think just based on the name Italy and the name Switzerland and their opponents. Um, but yeah, where are we going? Um, well, Italy, first of all, um, I guess we'll start it forward. Yeah, it seems like Berardi and Insignia probably won't start. I mean, if one of them did, obviously we'd want it, we would want to go there. They'd probably be, you know, the first one in the cash lineup. But yeah. If it's Bernadeschi, Bernadeschi um, I think it's probably got to be him. You you would assume that he's on the set pieces, and yep. he's the type of player who, um, I guess, whether it's good for his team or not, he just racks up fantasy points. Like the, the ball touches his foot, and he's trying to cross it. He's trying to get a shot off. He's... Yeah, he, he tries to make things happen, and it's it's good for DFS. Yep. Um, we've targeted him targeted him before uh, at Juventus, um, and he seems he seems like he would be the top forward, um, assuming he started. Looking at these other teams, just from a cash perspective, I don't see how you could play anyone from Turkey. Well, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to play. Yeah. I don't see how you could play anyone from Turkey. I mean, you know, Maz definitely doesn't seem like a cash play. I paused for a second because Caraman's 4,700. Um, and I guess sometimes we use a cheap striker in order to afford everything else, but it doesn't seem like we'll need to do that here. Yeah. Um, and then Wales, I don't know if, I don't know if you want to go there either. So, I mean, the, the second forward in cash Looks like it might come from Italy as well, um, but I could see an argument for Switzerland too. You may uh, you made the point that the pricing on the Switzerland guys seems a bit soft. It, it's definitely soft. They're priced like Turkey's a favorite. Yeah. Um, so I guess there can could be an argument to go to somebody like Briel Mbolo. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on on forward for cash. So it all depends, I think, on how much Italy rotates. And the the very difficult thing that uh, when you're projecting lineups, and this sounds weird coming from me since I work for a company that tries to project lineups, but, but it, this is like the situation where it becomes difficult because we have two games where we know who plays when they need to win. And we're just guessing that they're going to rotate. Like there's there hasn't been any you know, we don't get any extra information like, yes, we're going to rotate. And even if you do get information, it's like, that's the information we are going to rotate. And it's like, you don't know what that means or who it means. Thankfully, we know the lineups. Like if this was a staggered start, it, it's a much different conversation, but we know the, we will know the lineups at least tomorrow. So that makes it easier. So the UEFA.com has like a local, has like a, somebody, some reporter from Italy, guessing that not only Berardi, Insigne, and Immobile all get benched, uh, which would give us Bernardeschi, Chiesa, and Belotti. And if that's the case, I think everybody plays Bernardeschi and Chiesa with the expectation that they split set pieces and you just get 100% of the Italy set pieces. And for cash, it becomes like that becomes the easy play. And this is where I was talking about, like you're just kind of going to end up walking into a lineup because if you want the Switzerland set pieces, those are not a forward eligible player anyway. So you can, so you could literally roster the four set piece takers because both teams split the four set piece takers from the two big favorites on this slate. And you're, you don't, you don't have to worry about position scarcity or anything like you could just play them uh, and they're cheap, you know, cheap versus the guys that they're at least the Italian ones that they're playing, they're replacing. Like, you're going to get Chiesa at 7,900 instead of Insignia at 98. You get Bernardeschi at 84 instead of Berardi at 10 flat. And I actually don't even think Belotti is a bad play if you want to play him in cash. I, like, I think Bernardeschi and Chiesa are the easy plays in cash. But like, if you want to get a little spicy and get some goal upside, like Belotti is 8,700 and Mobley is 95. Like, so, I mean, if you played all three, I, I get it. Like they, they, there's every reason for them to start. They, they, you don't have to, they don't have to get sub because these are the subs anyway. And so I think you could just go all out with, with Italy and Switzerland. And from a cash perspective, it doesn't seem like you need the Switzerland guys in the forward spot. Like I, I think Mbolo is a good play, but like for cash, you must don't need it if we get Bernardeschi and Chiesa. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Scratch what I said about Mbolo. I missed Chiesa there. Um, right. I mean, yes, everything you said, 100%. You can get both set piece takers for Italy at 
uh, sort of discounted prices. You can get both set, set piece takers for Switzerland and they're not forward eligible. So, I mean, the lineup sort of builds itself. Those are four players that, I don't know, seem close to locks if, if they were to start. Um, yeah, about the rotating, like, it's good that we'll know that um, because, you know, you're right, it's very hard to predict. Um, you could also see, you know, Italy's been so successful in the first two games. They've looked great. Um, they've yet to give up a goal. Um, they, you could easily, you know, and the group's not, first place isn't locked up. Like, you could see the same lineup run out there too, you True. know. Um, some coaches like to do that too. Um, so, but yeah, again, it, it, we'll know. So it, it really, I guess it, it doesn't, we can speculate all we want, but it doesn't really matter. Um, right. If we did use the same lineup though, it would definitely, you know, you couldn't make that lineup we're talking about because Berardi and Insignia are 10K. Right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I don't see how I could. Yeah, I don't have anything to add really to what you said. Um, just put the Italy guys in. Um, they, they should split the sets and they're a good price. So if we see the same lineup, and this is absolutely not a cash strategy, but if we see the same Italy starting lineup, what's the viability of using or Bernardeschi or Belotti off the bench in tournaments? Because <laughs> we've got, well, like we've got four teams to choose from, two of which we probably don't really want much of. And it's like, if you're trying to differentiate, is 90 minutes of Gareth Bale as the biggest underdog as good as, is that better than 30 to 45 minutes of Belotti or Bernardeschi? Wow, you know, I I, I I just sort of laughed off what you were saying at first. And obviously this would be for tournaments. Um, yes. It's viable. I will say that it's vi absolutely viable. Um, I'm someone who likes to play subs on, on showdown slates. Um, for this two-game slate, it's similar to a showdown. And you're absolutely right. Like Gareth Bale, 8,300. Um you could play an Italy sub and be instantly different and be confident that they're going to see 30 minutes and, and, you know, you need one, you, you need one minute, you know, you need one chance to score a goal. It doesn't matter how long they're out there. Yeah. Um, so you're absolutely right. It sounds, it sounds, you know, a bit crazy. It sounds very weird, but I don't hate it at all. The, the upside, you know, if you're willing to take on that kind of risk, the upside is huge. I yeah. mean, we've seen subs win main slates in the Euros. We've seen it win showdowns already. Yeah, actually, we've seen it win oh. big showdowns. We've seen it win big main slates. Yeah. Um, it, it happens all the time. It happened in the Premier League. It happened in the Champions League. Um, there is so much upside to doing that. And... Now there wouldn't be if the slate was bigger, but on showdowns and like two game slates like this, where you have teams that you might not want to play anybody from, or might, you know, teams or players that won't end up with a lot of fantasy points unless they score goals. Wow. I was not expecting you to bring that up, but it's a great shout. If, if you're someone that like, if you're someone that's willing to take on a lot of risk or you, you like, um, using riskier strategies, absolutely support that. So I, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I didn't even think of it until 
we were just talking, but like, I, I remember you, like we talked about it a few weeks ago or days ago, probably, but like, uh, two game slates should be treated closer to showdown than than classic slates and subs are obviously much more viable in showdown than they are, uh, you know, big classic slates. Um, like I still will probably never play a sub in a, in a decent size, you know, even three game slate. I'm just mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and more times I, I assume that the people who benefited from them really didn't do it on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. But I think the real question is, do you, do you think the Italy subs are better than just Brie Lambolo or Seferovic? If it, although he just looked horrific in that first game. Um, like um, do, you, do we even want to play the Switzerland guys really instead of potentially Italy subs? I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're cheaper. You, you want to, you'd want to play Imbolo or Seferovic. Um, man, I, I still, I, I love that you brought up the subs though. That's, that's just a great call. But yeah, these, these, these Switzerland guys are, they're really cheap. I mean, Umbolo, um, he should have like somewhat of a floor too in, mm-hmm. in this matchup. Um, Seferovic, yeah, he definitely, he definitely hasn't been good. Um, but that doesn't necessarily matter for 6,500. Um, anybody can score a tap in. He's decent in the air. They have players that cross the ball, should have chances to score. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think about popularity, those Switzerland guys on a two-game slate. Obviously, they're going to be popular. I mean, you're not going to get any favored yeah. strikers at low ownership on a two-game slate, but – when they're this cheap, oh, I can see people not wanting to play. Um, I guess especially Safarovic. Um, I'm, I'm gonna guess. My, what do you think? I'm gonna guess that if we do get Italy rotation, that the those guys are gonna be just massively owned because they're so cheap and they're the biggest the Italy like, guys. Yeah, like Bernadeschi and Chiesa and Belotti. Like I think if that's to the front three, everyone will want to have them. Yes, so, agreed. So the Switzerland guys kind of offer, like I think they'll be lower than they probably should be on this slate. Um, I also am starting to worry that people will make lineups today with um, Immobile and Insignia and they <laughs> will come on and score off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even take credit for this, like the strategies. Man, another but, good call. Yeah, people will make lineups, you know, with the with the Italy lineup that it's been and will get rotation and right. the, 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 the backup lineup will struggle against Wales. England will bring back, bring back in the A team and yep, that, that's how it'll happen. <laughs> um, yeah, though, to echo your point, um, I think those Switzerland guys probably will be a little lower owned than they should be considering their price and the odds. And I yeah. mean, that if that's the case, you absolutely got to have interest. They're cheaper than the Italy guys. And they're probably just not, nah, I mean, I won't say just as likely to score, but they're likely to score too. Um, the, the, the total in that game is higher. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I also agree with you. Prices on the Italy guys for Belotti, Bernadeschi and Chiesa. Um, we'll have them likely as the three most popular uh, strikers on the slate or forwards on the slate. I know two of them are midfield eligible, but um, yeah, so there might be, yeah. So there's though there will be ways to get leverage because of how popular Italy is. Yeah. 
you mentioned uh, Caramon at 4,700. We've got, um, like, I don't even think you go all the way to Kiefer Moore if he starts at 5,600 against, like, playing against Italy. It just seems like a waste of a spot. Uh, less, like, opportunity and more, or more opportunity cost of the forward position than anything else. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't, I have no interest in Turkey or Wales forward. Oh, man. I don't really either. Um, but, you know, for tournaments and on a two-game slate, you might have to try to force some interest somewhere. Um, so if, if you, I guess if you were going to take a shot there, you're right. It, it doesn't look appealing. I mean, Kiefer Moore, I mean, he, he's one of those, he's, he's just goal dependent. I mean, he's not going to get you anything else in this matchup. Um, he could score a goal though. You know, he's, I don't know. We, we know how it is. They're, they'll try. He could score a goal from a set piece um, yeah. or, or from a cross. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to go there though. I agree. Caraman, I don't know if we need the money. I mean, Turkey have looked really bad. He hasn't looked good. It, it's weird. Like he's a tall winger, sort of weird. You don't see players like that. Um, he hasn't been like, involved getting forward been subbed at 75 minutes in both games i mean you can see why he's priced at 4700 i mean right you're absolutely right it's just it's like i'd rather take a shot on a substitute from a favorite like absolutely i mean but yeah so all this is just going to lead to these other teams being such unappealing options will lead to high ownership on these Italy guys and then the Switzerland guys. Um, it might just be a better idea to get different somewhere else. You might be giving up too much trying to play one of these forwards. Um, but like Kiefer Moore will have one chance. Like he'll get one chance in that game. It might be a half chance. So like, I mean, it's possible. Um, I don't want to completely write it off and likely um, – it'll be at such low ownership that it could be worth the risk if, if that's what you want to do. Um, what I'll so, probably do is try to get different somewhere else, but I understand it. The, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up and the situations are, are not the same as today, but if you are somebody who thinks that big players come up in big games, like we saw Cristiano Ronaldo today, even though they got, killed although two own goals is never fun i i don't fault people for getting a little fun and playing gareth bale tomorrow oh man you're on fire today <laughs> i i love that call too um i'm i'm the I, I like playing big players in big games I, I i agree with that especially for soccer you know when you need one free kick you need he needs to get the ball one time in a in a good position to beat somebody and score. I mean, he looked a lot better in that second game, aside from that horrible penalty he took. But other than that, he was very dangerous. He played great passes. We know he has an unbelievable shot on him. I mean, the price tag is a bit elevated, and it just means like no one's going to play him. Um, great call. Yep. Um, I would have no problem myself playing some bail in some tournament lineups. Yep. Love it. So, yeah, like, um, so Wales need a draw to finish in the top two. So like if Italy goes up, like Wales really can't lose. Um, if they lose, they're out. 
Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase. If they lose and Switzerland wins and we expect Switzerland to be t- Turkey, then like Wales is out. So like Wales needs a draw. Italy really doesn't need anything. Like, Right. You can walk, see it. Like, I'm absolutely walking myself into at least one bail lineup. So at least we covered that. I, I like it. You, you, you talked me into it too. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you said. Yeah. Um, Wales has to like go for it. Um, yeah. At some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and if they were to like go down one nothing early, like you can even see Wales like being on top um, in the latter stages of the game just because doesn't matter if a team's a favorite. That's how the games tend to end. Yeah. Um, so love it. Yep. Great call. <sighs> we should probably just PayPal everyone the money anyway, instead of entering these tournaments. But anyway, um, so we go to midfield. Um, uh, Shakiri at 7,100 seems like he's just as easy as the cheap Italy guys. If we get them, um, I assume everyone's going to have them. Uh, What's weird is that it felt like the the Wales guys were a little expensive uh, for the situation. Although maybe I just talked myself into playing them because you know, if I'm playing Bale, I might as well get some mm-hmm. uh, Daniel James too or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, is there like other than Shakiri? Is there a forward that like kind of jumps out at you that you feel like is going to be popular? <sighs> um. That's a tough one. Like, does uh, Challen Oglu get any ownership? Hmm. Somehow more expensive than Shakiri? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It would definitely be less. Um, Shakiri first. Yeah, I've I've been a little disparaging of Shakiri um, in the first two podcasts, but he's, like you said, he's the best play on the slate here. One because, or sorry, midfielder. He's the best midfield option here. Um one, because the price is way down for, yeah. a, for a good matchup, like we've said. Um, and it's a good matchup, yeah. Um, so Shakiri, yeah, put him in there. Chalinoglu and Danny James. Um, tough one. Um, you're right. I don't think the, the ownership – actually, I don't know. Um, you can afford anyone. So. Right. Maybe, yeah, like that's one I would, I think I'll have to look at and think about, I guess, Chalanoglu versus James, or I mean, I don't know, maybe you can play three midfielders. I haven't played around with that build yet, but I don't mind him. Um, 90 minutes and, you know, most or all the set pieces, um, his price has come down too. Um, Switzerland's not like, not like a team to fear. I know Turkey's the underdog. Um, and Danny James too. Yeah. The Wales guys pricing, you know, it looks a little, it seems like they might be a little expensive, but Danny James, man, he's just been great for DFS, uh, so far in this tournament. He's, he's a guy, um, sort of, I mean, not like Bernadeschi, but similar to what I said about Bernadeschi in that he just, he gets fantasy points. I mean, he is Wales outlet. They need him. He is everywhere. He, he puts crosses in whenever he can. And that is help like Kiefer Moore being out there helps that. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Um, 6,100. I don't think it's too much for Danny James, especially in cash. Um, 
again, like they, they might not, you know, they might not get crushed in this Italy matchup, especially if Italy rotate. I mean, at least, you know, the odds don't say that. Um, That's a very tough question. I mean, do do you have a lean? Uh, I mean, he's been Wales's like best player, certainly DraftKings wise. Um, And so I don't think they get like rolled. And if they do, at least if they get rolled early, like they're going to have to catch up. And so he's going to be a part of that. Okay. Um, Yeah. Sorry. My question should have been then who's going to be more popular in cash, him or Chalanoglu? Uh, I think it depends on the Italy starters. Like, I think if you're paying, if we have to pay for Insignia or Berardi, then it's James easily. Um, but if we don't, then I think there are going to be a lot of builds with both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can definitely do three midfielders, those three. You can do Shakiri, um, James, and uh, who's the third one now? I'm blanking yeah. on it. Chalanoglu. Chalanoglu, yeah. sorry, yeah. Like you can do those three. Yeah. Um, looking at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a build like that now. And <laughs> yeah. walks you into yeah. it. I mean, it just, it seems like the way to go. Like you have, mm-hmm. you have two Italy forwards and you have the three set piece taking midfielders and you can fit it all. Like, right. and I kind of don't see just why you wouldn't do that. I mean, who else? <laughs> <laughs> like, to be exactly. honest, like, where else are you going to go in midfield? If, if if we don't have to spend all that money on Italy, um, like just, you know, we can, we can go through the teams. We're not going to play any other midfielders on Switzerland. We're not going to play any other midfielders on Wales. Um, you can give a shout to like Jorginho if they played their normal lineup and had the expensive guys, but like it doesn't seem like we're going to need that here. Turkey, um, if somebody wanted to say to me, I'd rather play uh, Ch- Chengiz under than Chalanoglu, um, I mean, you wouldn't get too much of an argument for me. I, aside from set pieces, he's way better at scoring fantasy points. So I guess um, you could make that argument. But yeah, it just it just looks like you can put those three set piece takers in and move on. Right. Like you, for for cash games, if I was like, it's easy to get all four set piece takers, meaning like you can get all the set pieces from the four teams. Do you want them? And you're like, yeah, of course. Like, so if you, if you start there, then the lineup just builds itself. Unfortunately. Seem, yeah. I, I agree. seems <laughs> like a good place to start. seems like that's what people are going to do. And doesn't seem like there's too many arguments against it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Is it worth getting different at the midfield spot for tournaments? I mean, it's it, it's worth it because it's because of ownership, but like, I'm just not sure where we make up these points. That's the problem yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, again, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to make up those points, right? So you're going to need a goal or an assist, basically. Um, Time for Rambo again? Sure. <laughs> um, he, he, cheap and like, they just need one chance. And like Ramsey, he gets a lot of their chances. He gets forward. I mean, he had amazing, we, you know, we were down on Ramsey for that game against Turkey and he should have scored more than one goal. I yeah. mean, he missed some easy chances. He is making runs into that box. Again, the opponent's terrible or sorry, the, the matchup isn't great. Um, but you only have two games to choose from. I, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't see many people playing him. Um, like, I think the one to go to would be under um, 6,300 for Turkey. Uh, I mean, he clearly looked like their most dangerous player. I think he probably w- would even be somewhat popular in GPPs, at least mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the midfielders. Um, but then, yeah, I think you look to... You can look to whoever starts on Italy. Um, they're all like decent prices. One of those, like one of their midfield three, you know, Barella, it's normally Barella who who gets a little more forward and helps out the attack. But we saw Locatelli score two goals. Jose, we, we can chase our losses. With <laughs> Another guy we were off on. I mean, it's just so, yeah, you, you can go to those guys. Um Man, you know, it's hard to recommend those really cheap guys, but like, because it doesn't really seem like we need the salary anymore. But let's say you want to spend up at both defender spots because we there are other good defenders to play on this slate. And maybe you play bail with the Italy guys. So you really need salary or sorry, you really need to find a punt to afford all that. I mean, who are you going to look to on this slate? Like... There's not really this. This is one of those like this is one of those hilarious recommendations. But like, if I'm looking at midfielders under 4K, I mean, the most appealing guy seems like Granite Jaka. I knew you were gonna say it. 
absolutely <laughs> do it. Um, again, does everything he's about the not story. a guy you want to play, but it seems like he's a little bit better than the Granite Jaka who plays for Arsenal. Um, he does take shots. And he's not the deepest lying of their midfielders. Usually that's Remo Freuler. Um, I guess it could be Jibril Sau. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a wicked left foot on him. So, I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, again, though, that's how bad, I guess, that that range is. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on midfield? Uh, besides those set-piece guys, it's you're struggling to find something. Yeah, I think... Jaka's absolutely the call. Uh, it's it feels like uh, those slates where we play like Casemiro when Real Madrid's like a big favorite. Um, you just the expectation that they'll be able to move up a little more. Um, like Switzerland's a decent favorite on this slate. Um, mm-hmm. Like I play him over Joe Allen mm-hmm. um, or Joe Morel or I mean the the Turkey guys, the Turkey guys too. Yeah. They're they're there. Like uh, I'm just not sure how much you're getting out of them. Um, no, like I don't see how. I mean, like first of all, like Tufan's way too expensive for <laughs> even at 4,700 for like his role. Um, yeah. y- Yakuzlu, he 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 gets subbed way early every game. Um, and then this Khan Ayan guy plays center back. Um, at least he did last last game. Um. Yeah, Granite Jaka, as funny as it sounds, is just a way better option than any of those Turkey or whale guy, Wales guys. I mean, I c- can't imagine clicking Joe Allen's name. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Joe Morrill had a nice assist to Kiefer Moore, like so. Uh, but that was like that was sort of a weird situation. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, like I wouldn't want to play him either. But so yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Jocko would be the guy down here if you need the salary. Um, I don't hate it. You're right. In those matchups where Switzerland's a decent favorite, Jocko should get um, forward when they have, you know, sustained possession in the final third. And then he he puts crosses in in that situation, too. Like, he, he looks to do that stuff. He looks to be offensive when he, when he can be. Yeah. Um, he likes taking shots. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, if you want to, we didn't even talk about his defensive stats, but he had four tackles one last game. Um, he's a big risk for a yellow card, but you don't really care about that. If you're playing him in a GPP lineup, you're hoping for him to get a goal or an assist. Yeah. Um, haven't even mentioned that he's a great passer, so he could definitely uh, get an assist. Yep. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's where you go if if you want someone in that range. Yep. Yep. Uh, defense, we've got Ricardo Rodriguez. I think everybody plays 5,400 because if he takes set pieces, we assume he takes penalties, but he missed his last one. So there's always that, uh, he and Bale both missed their last ones, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. I think the biggest place to differentiate on this slate is at second defender. And, um, I think basically what I wanted to do like I considered playing Rodriguez and Mbabu. And I think in tournaments, if you have a cash lineup and you just switch out uh, um, Rodriguez for Mbabu and maybe change your goalie, that might be, literally might be enough differentiation on this slate. Um, mm-hmm. So I like them. I think 
we could get some cheap Italy ones if there's rotation, if Spinazzola and Di Lorenzo don't play or don't start because uh, they're obviously kind of pricey. Um, Florenzi's not that cheap if he's, if he's the one who gets called, but um, he's an option. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, if, or, you know, I mean, frankly, if you take one of the Switzerland or Italy center backs and there could be some rotation with Italy there as well, um, like I said, like there are plenty of options. None of them are great. And I think it's where you get different. Yeah. Um, I don't have much different to add to that. I think you said it perfectly. Um, Rodriguez is the guy to go to. Um, like Mbabu a lot too in that matchup. Um, we saw him get get forward a ton in the first match against Wales. Uh, the second match against Italy, obviously, you don't have to. He got subbed. They didn't have the ball. I wouldn't even factor that in. Um, he's a great attacking option for them. And yeah, I agree with you. If you made a a, 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 a sort of cash lineup and uh, put Mbaba in for Rodriguez, you're you're going to be instantly different. Um, of course, you can play them both as well. And yeah, Italy. You could get some e- uh, ch- cheaper Italy guys. Emerson. I think is who we would want to go to if he started. Um, I guess there's like, there's a chance, like people thought before Italy's second game that it was possible for Toloi to play as one of the fullbacks. It ended up being Di Lorenzo. Um, I I guess I'll just say there's a chance that 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 could happen. Um, And then I agree with you. You you can look to one of these center backs. this is a slate where I would have no problem playing some of these center backs because um, a goal from them would just do so much. Um, and yeah, uh, there, there aren't, like you said, like great options that you're like looking to jam in. So it, it makes uh, playing a center back, I guess, more viable. Um, a clean sheet, you know, could be enough from second defender. Right. Um, right. Um, yeah. Toloi is definitely not an actual fullback. Like I think we need to say that, like if he plays at left back, he's a center back playing out there. So just uh, be careful yeah, I about think, that. Right. Good. Yeah. Good point. If he just plays out there, he's right. not going to be, he's not going to be bombing forward. <laughs> it's not right. like that. He plays in a back three for uh, Atalanta, I believe. Yep. Um so yeah, you know, we, we see guys, we see center backs line up in that position, you know, for Premier League teams all the time. And a lot of times they end up at worse plays than they would be if they were center back. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, they, they sit out there and, and do nothing. I mean, I think of like um Steven Jack Stevens for Southampton, um Tank Tanganga for for Tottenham. Yep. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that this happens with it. That's that it would be a similar situation to that. It's a, it's good that you bring that up. I'd almost rather play center back uh, in that situation. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Newcastle does it all the time too, even though they have fullbacks yeah. everywhere, like Paul Dummett's yep. always out there. And yeah, um, you would also think that uh, Toloy doesn't move much if Emerson is on the other side, because we know Emerson will be perfectly content bombing up the field. So um, absolutely. Yeah. They need I somebody mean, back. No, that, that's a great thing to bring up. You know, we saw how Italy played in the first game um, with Spinazzola getting far up on that left side. And f- 
Florenzi kind of staying back on the right. It would probably be like that again, but maybe even more, um, maybe even more so. Um, right. Yeah, so I think I think that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, we've got um, yeah, Toloi's only thirty three hundred. Bastoni, who is a center back and could starts at thirty five, um, at least in terms of the the Italy guys, and then Switzerland, like the Swiss center backs. I guess who do we have here? Akanji and oh, Shar. Yeah, Shar's three thousand. I mean, like, and that's, that's absurd. Shar was he minimum minimum price on the first slate? I remember. 20. Yeah, 2,600, and he was, like, super owned, which uh, tilted the heck out of me. Um, thankfully, it didn't burn me. But, like, he's a huge player who gets in the box, and so at that price Absolutely. for a favorite, like, I could see people going there too. Yes, he is the type of guy that, like, they even, like, wait, if I remember correctly, yeah, he had two shots in the first game. They even, like, ran, like, a set piece, like, a straight off the training ground that ended with him you know, a, sh a shot for him, like, and that was the design. Um, Switzerland, yeah, you know, they have Shakiri and Rodriguez, two players who are trying to put crosses in. Or you know, the, the, a set piece is a very likely way for Switzerland to score, and they have three center backs who could all score. So I think that's a great call. Yeah, I, I don't mind playing any of those center backs in tournaments. They have decent. Uh, chance for a clean sheet too and they're all very affordable i'm pretty sure that char shot on goal was like really early too and i was mm -hmm. just like i am dead i like when i see a 35 i was having world cup flashbacks of a 40 percent owned center back who already had a shot on goal within three minutes and i'm like I don't know. <laughs> thankfully didn't burn um i think that the the way also to get different i think nobody's actually paying up for for a goalkeeper. Um, I think the, the problem is that uh, we want the guy, like we're talking about how cheap everyone is, but they're like cheap versus the guys either that should be starting ahead of them or um, it's a misprice, but they're not actually like so cheap that we can play Donnarumma or summer if uh, we wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and you know, you, we don't have the FanDuel backup goalkeeper pricing where they're all min priced on DraftKings. So, mm -hmm. is there any reason to prioritize any goalkeeper? Um, not for cash. Um, definitely not for cash. Um, if you want to do it as a way, I don't, it, it's not even going to be different in tournaments. I mean, there, there's only four games to play, it'll be a little different, but. Yeah, prioritize. Um, I mean, for, for tournaments, you can decide to specifically make lineups that have an expensive keeper. And I don't mind it on two game slates, actually, because, you know, there's a there's a better chance that none of the cheap keepers get there. Um, so it's just it's a good tournament strategy there. There's a higher um, probability of there being a big differential at the goalkeeper position when there's less games on the slate. I mean, you just can think about it. If Wales and Turkey lose, say both their goalies score zero points or two points, um, then having the clean sheet goalie is going to be the key to winning a lineup. So, I mean, again, build for scenarios. You, you, you know, if, if, if there's not, you know, if there's, uh, opposite to that, if, you know, 
one of these cheap keepers scores six, eight points and then no. So like, it's all, it's, 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 it's how, it's what you're, it's what scenarios you're building lineups for. So I guess just to like, to summarize on a two game slate, you can prioritize a keeper for tournaments because there's paths where it's going to be optimal, easier. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the win clean sheet is probably more likely to happen than. Yes. And it's more likely to help you more than it would on a big slate where you have five cheap keepers and one of them's for sure getting there. So, you know, then you're just going to lose the, the expensive keepers. Like it, it doesn't help you in that scenario because there's always um, lineups that have one of those cheap keepers who did well. And in these two game slates, it's very likely that none of them do well. And then, yeah, the, the expensive goalkeeper becomes the leverage play on the slate. So um, I don't mind building lineups for that at all. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, in, in like a vacuum, if you're just like playing DraftKings against yourself to, to score the most points or, or, you know, in like cash, for instance, um, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to prioritize the expensive, uh, goalkeeper because like you said, while these players are cheap, they're cheap for, um, their team and compared to the other players, they're not so cheap that you can just play, I guess, whoever you want at every position. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Um, do we miss anyone? I just didn't want to miss bail. That's all. Yeah, I know. I don't think so, man. I'm so happy you brought up bail. Seriously. Great call. No, I, I think, I think that's everything. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, uh, which is Sunday to talk about Monday's slate. Monday is our first four game slate. So, uh, almost the opposite of what we kept talking about today of, uh, two game slates are like showdowns. Four game slates are frankly bigger than a lot of the premier league slates we saw this season. So there'll be, uh, a little more uh, strategy discussions for there, thankfully. So um, with Monday slate, uh, it's two games at 12 Eastern and two games at 3 uh, p.m. So we'll have some uh, still some staggered starts, but enough players at least um, known early on. And thankfully, we have North Macedonia as one of them. So that's good. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up questions for me or Ryan, you can find us in the Rotowire Discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. If you have not joined Rotowire yet and want to try us out for free for 10 days, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Gets you access to the entire site as well as that subscriber uh, Discord. If you're watching this on YouTube and have enjoyed it, if you can please hit the like button below. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Ryan, thank you for that and good luck tomorrow. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.